gang, I'm Max. And I'm V. And we're the Spooky Squad. Come get lost with us as we talk about the strange and unusual from Ghosties with the Mosties to Karen's down the street. Now let's sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And don't forget your snacks. Hey gang, welcome back. So what are we going to talk about today, Max? Well, we finally got a story. So we get to have our first story to tell. Nice. Um, I've got some weird little facts that we're going to talk about. What about you? So I got a crazy woman serial killer that I wanted to talk about. Nice. Women serial killers are very few, but you would think there would be more because we're actually pretty damn crafty. They're rare, yes, but I think... A good majority of us are smart enough to know that we probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'd want to be serial killers, but I can guarantee you every so often it's crossed our mind to probably... I could off you and no one would know kind of thing. Yeah. Because that thought has crossed my mind and I actually have thought about you well, know, how I would bury and get rid of a body as well. Yeah, totally. But what's <laughs> funny is when you just said I could off you and nobody would know, I honestly thought you meant me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. I well, mean, if you really want to, you know. I do cook for you, so. This is true, and I would have no idea that you off <laughs> me. I wouldn't even think of you. Huh. All right, so this is our last podcast. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> but first, so, fuck, marry, or kill. Okay. Would it be David from the Lost Boys, Blade, or Louie from Interview with a Vampire? <laughs> that's a hard one yeah that's a good one okay so Mary David from the Lost Boys really? yeah you like that bad boy kind of thing huh? I totally do yeah okay um fuck I don't know Blade? okay and then, obviously, last one goes to the last one. But, why? I really don't have any rhyme or reason. I just, that's what my mind went to. Alright, so the first one, you're marrying David. Definitely marrying David. Okay, okay. What about you? For me, it would be, <laughs> oof, I, I totally had this figured out and I totally, <laughs> I would marry Louie. Okay. Cause he's he's hot, but yet he's very mellow. He's kind of a little bit melancholy. He's got that sad guy kind of vibe going on, but yet he's pretty badass. So I'd marry him. Okay. Um, the kill one's the hard one because they're all very good. Right. Yeah. All, okay. I would actually fuck Blade. And kill David. My husband? Yes, I, I'm killing your husband. Oh, sad. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna die. Makes me a little he's sad. He's kind of a dick. He is, but I mean... He's a hot dick, but he's kind of a dick. But he's he's still really hot. Yeah, I agree with you. So that was a pretty good one. That I was like that. One. Yeah, yeah. there's a suggestion from... Not, I switched it up a little bit, but um, for the most part, yeah, it was a suggestion from one of my friends. On the vampire aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I'm like, uh-huh. That's a good one. That was a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. What do you got? So how was your week? Any weird shit happened this week? <laughs> um, no, not really. Just worked the whole week. Stayed busy. Um, did you by chance get uh, Facebook uh, in, in Facebook jail? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm in Facebook jail because I can't hold my tongue and I don't know how to keep my mouth shut. Could you just tell me, you don't have to go into detail of what happened, 
but tell me what you said to get into Facebook jail. <laughs> <laughs> I told someone to shut the fuck up and called them a cock-sucking twatsical bitch. <laughs> I don't know why that put you in Facebook jail. That just right. I mean, they even warned me before I posted it. They were like, <laughs> they're even like, "Ma'am, do you really want to post this?" <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they were like, "You're about to post something that could be deemed um, <laughs> unsuitable <offensive>. for children." <laughs> yeah, like offensive for someone. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, duh, that was the point." Right? So, there you no, go. No, Facebook's... Ugh, I don't know. And what's funny is the people that really do bully... Like TikTok. Like fucking TikTok. The people that actually are doing the bullying and other people are counteracting and saying shit back to them. It's the people saying shit back to them. Yeah. But they don't say shit to the people that are doing the initial bullying. I think with TikTok, a lot of it is they'll side with the person that's making them money. The ones that are the more popular one, or the ones that have yeah. the more, like, the majority of the followers. Yeah. So, they're gonna side with whoever before, like, some no-name person is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even some of them are not just run-of-the-mill TikTokers. They're, they're, some of them are up there, and they're like, these fuckers banned my video, but theirs is still up. Yeah. Because they are, um... What do they call it when they're side by side? My brain just farted. Um, the... Oh, God. I want to say Stitch? Is it Well, Stitch? when they're doing the reaction, anyway, yeah. they show the video and they're doing the reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah, there's... When they're showing that person's video, and they will ban theirs, but leave the shit one up. Yeah. And I do apologize for the background noise, guys. I have... Two little monsters roaming around in here right now. One looks like a gremlin. And the other one has a tiny head. And the other one looks like a sausage with a tiny head. <laughs> so, it's quite amusing. Let's go ahead and jump into our first story. Do you want to take it, or do you want me to? Go right ahead. Alright, so, I came prepared today and I wrote shit down so I don't sound like a jackass, guys. Because I, I think I sounded kind of like a jackass last time. Because I just pulled shit out of my ass. Anyways. So, today I want to go back in time. And talk about, like, the 1600s. Like, back when, in the day, when men held, like, all the power. And women often suffered, like, ridiculous amounts of, like, abuse. And, like... They had absolutely no standing in society and little to no opportunity to even better their situation. I mean, they literally had three choices. One, they could marry and hope that their husbands weren't complete asshats. Two, they could stay single or and they would have to go into sex work or prostitute themselves out. Or be deemed a witch. That too. Mm-hmm. Because if you were um, unmarried by a certain age and just, you know, basically living on your own and just surviving, you were deemed a witch. I mean, pretty much go into something that you're obviously going to be shunned by society about. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, number three is marry. And if your husband is a jackass, hope to God that he dies so you become a widow. And, you know, have the estate and the title and the money and still be able to live comfortably. So I know for a lot of richer women back in the day, the last one was obviously going to be the more preferred choice. And another thing, too, with these shitty, shitty situations are the ones that used to get abused by their husbands. They couldn't even run to the cops about it. Like, oh, no. No, no. No, the cops wouldn't even well, do anything. In those time periods, too, you were married off by, like, 12. Yeah, and I know, I think a lot of them were, like, arranged marriages. Yeah, they're arranged. You were married off. That's yeah. what I mean, that you're, here, your parents go, here you go, off you go. Honestly, I wouldn't even consider it but being that was married even, off. But that was even 
up until the mid 1900s. I mean, even in some cultures now, they're it's still, still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still ridiculous. But anyways, um, yeah, the cops wouldn't even come to these women's aids. So, but oh, were there cop? What did you say? This was in the sixteen sixteen hundreds. Is where so we're the, going back. Well, okay. So if we're talking about that time period, there weren't really cops. There wasn't really anybody to well, turn around. To, I mean, authority wise, there were some policing. Somewhat, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, no one would help them, so they're pretty much stuck. Yeah. So for a lot of them, the desire was freedom. And the solution for this? To off their scumbag husbands. <laughs> so this is where our main character comes in. Her name was Julia Tafana. She was responsible for the murder of over 600 men. She's probably the most successful serial killer that a good majority of people have never heard of. But anyways, I've never heard of her. Yeah. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, she's so not well known, but she is probably one of the most successful serial killers. And it's rumored that she probably killed even more than 600, but the estimate amount was around 600 men. Seriously? Yeah. That's a shit ton. Right? And she got away with it. I think it was like over a span of 50 years that she was getting away with it too that's like what like a good amount every fucking year yep like 25 a year <laughs> something like that right <laughs> <laughs> anyway so let's go back to were there even that many people on earth no <laughs> i'm sure there was i'm sure that I mean, if the plague didn't get them, then, you know. Where was she? She was actually in... She was born in Palermo, Sicily, but later on she moved to Rome. Okay, but, so this is over in Europe. Yes. Okay. So, let's go back to how Julia was got started. She was actually born in 1620. Her mother was Sophania de Mondo. I'm probably butchering this, so don't quote me on the name. <laughs> but her mother was actually famous in her own right, too. She was actually executed for supposedly murdering her husband, Francis, Julia's father. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh. So, so I mean, she taught her. <laughs> it was all in the family kind of thing, right? right? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so when both of her parents actually died, Julia was only 13 years old. Mm -hmm. A lot of information between, like, when she started her business and from 13, mm -hmm. we don't ha know about. But when she did start her business, she was described as a beautiful young widow. Keep that in mind. When she started her business. Yeah. So okay, she, so from 13 to starting her business, there's pretty much nothing. Right. Okay. But, I mean, when she started becoming famous, she was already she a widow. She was a widow. Right. Okay. So, she was known to spend a lot of time with apothecaries around the area. She would always be seen watching as they made their potions, and then... This may have helped her develop her own potion later on. She later deemed or named as Aqua Tafana. It was also rumored that the recipe that she had for this Aqua Tafana was passed down to her by her mother. Hmm. So, going back to Julia's business, she had a storefront that she sold cosmetics. She sold powders and liquids to enhance women's beauties. Um, the front made it a lot easier for her to disguise her best-selling product, Aqua Tafana. Uh -huh. So this Aqua Tafana was a very coveted face cream or oil. Some of these ladies would actually use this on their face to hide blemishes and to keep them looking young. Mm -hmm. 
So it was actually a makeup product within itself. Right. But a lot of them, or I shouldn't say a lot, so a good majority of them would also buy this to poison their husbands. <laughs> it usually came in a bottle or a powder, um, and it was always named Manna of St. Nicholas of Bari. It was sold as a healing ointment for butt wishes, and the active ingredients in this aquatafana was lead, oh arsenic, <laughs> and belladonna. Well, I'm amazed that the women weren't dying off. Right? Yeah. Using that on their yeah. face. But the thing is, though, back in the day, a lot of makeup products actually had either one or two of these ingredients oh, yeah. in the makeup themselves. Mm -hmm. That's so, funny. Along that line is something that I'm going to talk about. That's funny. So, I mean, even if their men read the ingredients on the label... They which, didn't think anything of yeah, it. Yeah, it wouldn't arouse any suspicions because it was already in makeup. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the, the Aqua Tufana itself was also disguised in a little vial so women can leave it on their vanity and it'll just blend in with everything else and you know husbands they don't notice that kind of shit anyways yeah so all the more perfect anyways it was said that aqua tafana could kill a man with as little as four drops of poison but julia developed it to slowly kill them she wanted these women to do it in stages. The first stage should normally be diluted with some kind of liquid. So women would put it in like wine or their husband's drinks. And I should make a side note that Aqua Tofana was completely tasteless, odorless, and colorless. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... No one would be able to detect it. <laughs> How the hell did she market it to them and say, oh, by the way, this can kill your husband? So, I'll get to that later on. Oh. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, the next stage, or, so we haven't finished the first stage. So, after the women would put the, um the drops into the liquid for their spouses to drink. The first dose would cause the victim to be constantly exhausted and physically weak. The second dose would bring on stomach aches, vomiting, and dysentery. And the third or fourth dose, depending on how long you wanted to draw it out for the victim, <laughs> would just finish off the rest and just off them altogether. The poison was the way these women would administer it, meant that doctors and investigators would think the death was just simply some unknown illness that they had gotten. And um, Julia also encouraged the women that after their spouses died, that they needed to request um, an autopsy done on the bodies because it was that untraceable and it would kind of steer clear of like suspicions for these women too because they're actually requesting that so they did stuff like that like autopsy oh, oh my god i can talk sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did stuff like that in the 1600s i believe so i'm I, well, obviously, if it's yeah. saying so, but yeah. that just seems kind of far back, in a way. Like, that seems like some newer practice, right? Yeah, yeah. But apparently, they still did it back then, and, like, I think they only did it if it was a suspicious death. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if... But even then, too, they definitely didn't have the means to detect what was in the blood. Oh, I'm sure they'll be able to detect it now. Oh, now, yeah, totally. But I think back then it was just, he just died of yeah some strange illness yeah. kind of thing. So, I mean, but yeah, it just got them out of the, into the clear, pretty much. Anyways, so since Julia developed this 
poison to work in stages and it prolonged the victim's I don't know, death, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. It gave these women time to have their husbands, like, arrange his affairs. <laughs> Just to make sure that everything is left to them. Like, the estate, right. you know, like, all the money and the title. Yeah. Um, the poison itself was undetectable. And the murders were usually free of suspicion. Julia's business was flourishing, and she was also very careful who she would actually sell it to. Mm, so she go. she would only work from referrals, mm-hmm. or if she knew the woman personally and she knew what was going on in her home life, mm-hmm. she'll usually like pull these women aside and be like, "Hey, I have this if you're interested." Kind yeah. of thing, and yeah. she would make sure. Whoever she sold it to was trustworthy. Okay, that makes sense. And it was... I'm like, well, how the hell do you market this? Here's a face cream, by the way, you can off your husband with it. You can also go ahead and kill your husband with that. You know, just just a little side note that what else you can do with this. Here's a side effect. (laughs) Right? Here's the side effects of this medication. (laughs) Actually, it wasn't even medication. It was just cream. It was... Makeup. Makeup, yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, so one of the women that she actually sold to ended up um, getting cold feet and had put, I guess it was the first dose, into her husband's soup. Mm-hmm. And then she freaked out and decided against it. And begged her husband not to eat the soup so her husband was like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. and he kind of beat her and you know tortured her oh, himself I'm sure there was no kind of about it yeah and he ended up taking her to the authorities where they actually tortured all the information out of her this girl ended up giving up julia her daughter, who was also working for her, three of Julia's employees, and a priest who was under Julia. Could Damn. you imagine being taken down by a bowl of soup? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... No. Especially going for this long after 50 years. Right. Yeah. So oh, So technically, she herself did not kill these people. She provided the means for these men to get killed. Yes, technically she was responsible. Yeah. She provided how to kill these people. So her hand itself was not the one that killed them. It was, but it wasn't. Technically, yeah. 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 Okay. I, I've been racking my brains trying to figure out how the hell she killed that many people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure she offed her husband because it said that she was a widow. Yeah. When she first started. Yeah. And I'm honestly thinking that maybe her mother used the same recipe to off her father as mm-hmm. well. So, on the family. Yep. It's like, here you go. If you need it, this is what you use. Yeah. And this is how you use it, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so going back to the story, um, after this girl had confessed everything, um, there were rumors floating around, and lucky for Julia, she was actually well-loved by the community. Mm Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had warned her about it, so she took her daughter, and they ran to a local church. And um, declared, uh, what is it Sanctuary. Called? Sanctuary, yes. Sanctuary! Unfortunately, though, after she was there for a few weeks, rumors started flying around that she was trying to poison the town's water supply. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Well, you know how people talk <laughs> shit and rumors fly around. She, at this point, she's just trying to stay safe. Right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say like that she was trying to kill the priest. <laughs> no, people were saying that she was trying to poison the town's water supply. Oh. So at that point, the government had to step in and pull Julia out of the church uh, and apprehended her. Um, They ended up torturing her for a good long while. Did they say how they tortured her? They didn't. But I'm sure it was awful. I mean, 1600s. Yeah. That would not have been fun. Mm -mm. And Julia actually ended up confessing to assisting in the murder of over 600 men. They're saying it could be more, but that's the number that they kind of pinpointed on is 600. <laughs> well, don't be dicks. Right? Yeah. And she also Whoops. confessed that she was doing this for about 50 years. Julia and her daughter, along with her assistants, the priests, the three employees, ended up being executed in 1659, alongside with a dozen of lower-class women who actually killed their husbands with this oh. aquatafana. A good handful of the upper class, richer mm -hmm. women, they ended up uh, being imprisoned or banished for their involvement with this Aqua Tafana stuff. <laughs> yeah. The crazy thing is, though, after Julia's death, her poison and proof of power directly influenced the attempted murder of King Louis XIV. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So I guess someone had gotten a hold of her recipe and tried to kill him with that. <laughs> They're like, game on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Even a hundred years after her death, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart allegedly blamed his sudden illness to Aquatafana, saying, quote, I'm sure that I have been poisoned. I cannot rid myself of the idea someone has given me aqua tofana and calculated the precise time of my death. Anyways, I don't know about you guys, but I think Julia Tofana was a pretty badass chick. Oh, what's his name? The one that got the women to do it for him. Manson. Um, Manson. That's true. I, I mean, guess that he's deemed as a serial killer, yeah, right? and he didn't have his hands dirty for the deaths of these people No, he, I don't think he killed any. Did he kill one or none? I think he didn't kill any. He didn't touch any. Yeah. Actually, he didn't kill any. So, I mean, technically... Okay. He's still a serial killer, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, he was. That's true. Hmm. Good one. Right? Yeah, that was a good one. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I actually like her, though. For How a did you killer, find out about this? Um, I think, because <clears throat> I watch me. a lot of crime shows and, like, serial killer documentaries. Yeah. And they briefly had came across her and said, like, a little tidbit about her. So I'm like, I need to know more. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> she fascinates me. She does fascinate me, but... That's crazy that... Going back just on the the recipe to put this shit on your face, you would think that would eat your skin after a minute instead of making it smooth and pretty. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Huh? It's interesting, though. I mean, I... Knowing what I know, I would not def I would definitely not put that on my face. <laughs> Plus, I don't know, because you'd be slowly poisoning yourself, too. Yeah. Because shit still seeps you, through your skin. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're, you're putting that shit on your face. You're not doing any good to yourself. Yeah, I don't know. And I do apologize for my voice, guys. I am, like... Being eaten alive by my allergies today. So if I sound a little off, forgive me. I don't forgive her. 
Rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on mine, <clears throat> it's kind of just weird stuff that we've, I've got some other stuff later that we're going to do. Right. But it's just weird shit that we have done and have learned from on some of it, but just still weird shit that we've done, right? Right. Like cocaine. Cocaine is an illegal drug, right? I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but in the late 1800s, early 1900s, besides Coca-Cola, it was actually used to um, sedate hyper children. What? They used cocaine to sedate hyper children. I definitely would have been given cocaine then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, Freud was a cocaine addict, but they didn't. There was no. Um, they didn't think there was such a thing as addiction. Yeah. So, so they didn't link it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they you used cocaine for and toothpaste in like toothache drops. I heard about that one. Yeah, so yeah. you'd put it on your gums and you know numb it. Basically, that's what it would do. Which makes which sense. It would do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which it did. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, and yeah, they would use it like in 1887. The U.S. Surgeon General recommended cocaine to treat depression. <laughs> well, that'll give you a little spark. Well, I mean, I could see it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, but what caught me is because, so I was watching this Tiki Talkie, <laughs> and it had these weird things on it. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm like, why the hell would you give that to your kids? But then again, it was back when we didn't know really we shit have all the information yeah and um yeah they would give cocaine to kids to melt the shit out of them it was like here have a little but what's weird i wonder if they like you know like put it in a sugar cube or like i'm sure they didn't have them sniff it, it. <laughs> Here, just, just sniff this. Just have a line. Hyper. Have a line. You're, you're too hyper today. <laughs> I cannot handle you right now. <laughs> it's like, oh, good God. <laughs> so, yeah, like in Coca-Cola, the coca leaf and the cola nut, it's right in the fucking title of the drink. Which I've heard before that they did used to put Coke in Coca-Cola. Yeah, totally. They started from... It was like 18... Shit, I didn't... Oh, yeah, here we go. 1886 is when it was started for Coca-Cola. So between 1886 and 1929, the cocaine was in the, in the Coca-Cola. Can someone find me a bottle of that? <laughs> <laughs> but as the years went on, it started decreasing it, so by 1929, it was completely out right. of the soft drink. And by then, too, it, within the last mm, 20 years of it, it was deemed like a soft drink. Yeah. And be <laughs> I think that's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Knock, knock twice. <laughs> Are you with us? God? <laughs> Is that you? All right, so the, the knocking has quit, which is a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, so like, which is, okay, here's another one. With So in 1929, when the cocaine was out of coke, yeah, um, that was also during Prohibition, so when alcohol was illegal. So right. you'd think the company would leave the shit in the soda, because then they make shit ton of money. Because people because they could have yeah they just go to Coke <laughs> they'd get a Coca Cola instead of getting alcohol that would have been the smart thing to do <laughs> it's like just leave it in whoever was in charge of, mar of marketing should have <laughs> they didn't know shit <laughs> <laughs> but also in that early eight well early nineteen hundreds late eighteen hundreds people were just. I don't know, I guess people have been fucked up in the head always. Because people are even fucked up in the head now. They're still fucked yeah, up. Yeah, they're still fucked up in the head. But 
get this. So this I found so funny. What people would do to kids. What what is that? I have no idea. Do you want to pause? Yeah. Hey, Spooky Squad. Sorry, we had to take a little break there. We had some uh background noise. <laughs> <laughs> people pounding on shit. Not sure what, but you know. They're pounding their chicken in. <laughs> Something. <laughs> It's like, all right, so where were we? Um, yeah, and V had a little, little nut break there going on. Max didn't want any of my nuts. I'm not partial to nuts, thank you very much. Rude. <laughs> no, not rude. I just... I don't prefer to put nuts in my mouth. <laughs> Well, Oreo likes my nuts, huh, buddy? That sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really wrong. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to weird shitometer. So we have in oh, where was I? Uh... I believe we were finishing off oh, the. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. Huh? I believe we were finishing off the coat. Yeah, so we finished off the Coke, and so also, the first reported shipment of a child through the U.S. mail <laughs> was in 1913. You could put a 15-cent stamp on your kid and ship them. You could mail them off to Grandma and Grandpa. Hmm. <laughs> If only we could still do that. <laughs> so much cheaper than sending them on an airplane. Yeah, they, they, in this one, I found, well, I guess also back then, a mile was some distance. It wasn't really, but it was. Yeah. But yeah, on the first no, uh, documented shipment of a child, they shipped Junior off to Grandma a mile away. <laughs> But then again, they're looking back, you know, the postman in that, because areas were much smaller, so you knew who your postman was, yeah. and you knew... Everyone it, knew everyone, Exactly, exactly. So, it wasn't so much that you were giving the kid to a stranger. Stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there were about seven instances where people mailed off their kids. Oh, and shit. And it was between 1913 and 1915, and then the U.S. Post Service started, like, putting regulations on shit because they, I guess they would ship off all kinds of shit. Bricks, you know. <laughs> what a to just ship off. I'm like, here's a brick. You need a brick? <laughs> oh, you're missing a brick? Let me send you one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm missing a brick here. <laughs> oh, I shipped it. <laughs> Let me contact someone. They'll just ship me a new one. Ship me a brick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you could actually send your kids through the post office to um, to who, whoever. Fuck, who knows? But the, the furthest one that was documented was, like, 700 miles. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it was, like, if I remember right, it was... Like an uncle that was the postman. Mm -hmm. So he, the kid, they actually put like a stamp on the kid's shirt. Yeah, on the kid's lapel, on their shirt, their jacket, whatever. Yeah. They actually had a stamp on them. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they actually had a stamp. And so on the train, so the postman, who I think they said was an uncle, yeah. took the kid from Florida to. I want to say Ohio, but I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, they that's, took him on the train and took him and dropped him off. That's quite a distance. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. fifteen cents. Go. <laughs> Go to grandma's. I'm done with you. <laughs> I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Just dropping your kid off like that. <laughs> like, go to the post office now. I'd like to mail this. <laughs> Ma'am, you can't. <laughs> Why? They did it back in the day. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, that didn't last long. Because <laughs> people are idiots. <laughs> They're still idiots. They're still idiots, but damn some of the stuff people would do. Like, the ones where it's like, I can't believe I survived this. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. But that was just the 80s and 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but here's another one that I found just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So in 1922, they... um invented a baby cage to put your baby in to put your baby suspended from the window in apartment buildings so your kid was hanging in a cage out the window so they could get sun and fresh air i want to know how many babies fell zero what zero Oh my good God. Zero kids died from being in the baby cage. Suspended in midair. Suspended, yep. Yep. It was there was a it was a bed in a wire cage and it was suspended from your apartment window, like the AC units. Yeah. But it was your baby. <laughs> they first marketed it as the health cage. Because it's so healthy to put your baby outside <laughs> on a windowsill. Well, they are, they wanted the baby to get some fresh air and some sun. I, I guess that's a way to do it. <laughs> but shit. Yeah. You're driving me nuts. Just go in the windowsill. <laughs> so they say that it was invented in 1922, but actually it was first mentioned in 1884. Oh, fuck. So somebody was coming up with the idea in some medical journal or some health book. Yeah. To put your baby out in a cage to get them some fresh air and some, you know, some sunlight. That's mind-blowing. Like, <laughs> how that would definitely not fly in today's age. Yeah, but crazy enough, no deaths were reported from the baby cage. I'm wondering how many actually died. Well, I'm sure if they fell, they would they would have been go kaplat. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would go kaplat, but I mean, it would be noted. You know, I had my baby because I bought this. This is what this was for. So it wasn't technically the parents being negligent, because that was what it was marketed for. That's what you know what I mean. So if it had happened, I'm sure it would, would somewhere would have been noted that the baby was in the baby cage and it fell. Which makes sense. But right. going back to that, actually, yeah, um, I think it was like one of the colder um, countries, like Russia, somewhere around there. Okay. So they actually still do that. And baby cages? Not baby cages, but just throw their kid outside because it needs fresh air, sunlight, whatever. There was recently, I think it was like a few years ago, that a mom had put a baby out for some fresh air, and a snowstorm happened, and the goddamn mom killed the baby. Are you serious? Well, wouldn't you go get, okay, the storm's starting up. She forgot about the baby. So the kid was out there in the snowstorm and froze to death. Okay, I can't say that, um, what's, the, because people do it now. They, they leave their kids in the scorching hot fucking car. Cars, yeah. And then they forget their baby's in there. How the fuck do you forget your baby's in there? I mean, I can kind of see it from the parent's point of view. Like, a little tiny baby, you're sleep deprived. You know, you're not thinking straight. You've you're running on maybe one to two hours, but still, like you would think at some point during the day, maybe like not hours, but like, wait, did I do this kind of thing? Because you're you gotta be thinking about that kid throughout you would the think day. So it's like that poor guy. You know, it's bullshit that it happened, but still, can you imagine being the father? He wasn't, it was, this was a few years back it happened, because um, he wasn't normally the one to take the baby to daycare. Yeah. So he was taking the baby to daycare, but he just drove straight to work. Oh. So Habit, yeah. he drove straight to work, 
and and your body's on autopilot yeah. at that point anyway. And yeah, and the baby died. That's so sad. Yeah, that'd be so fucking awful. I've heard of some really bad ones. I know there was one a few years ago. The dad actually killed the baby like that in the car, but beforehand he was actually googling how long does it take a baby to die in a hot car? Oh, then that fucker was actually doing it to do it. Yeah. Oh, fuck him. But the w- thing is, though... Hell no. The wife was all on his side, like, oh, it was an accident, he didn't mean to do it. Fuck, see, that's what some things I don't understand, women, when you... You know, you know deep down you, when something's not completely right. You have that gut feeling. Yeah. But no, she was all on his side, like, oh, it was an accident, I forgive him, you know, it could have happened to everyone. No, if this fucker was Googling how to kill a baby... He meant to do it. He meant to do it. He meant to fucking do it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell no. And he's lucky that if she didn't kill him for doing it. But no, she ended up being the, oh, you know... And I feel like some of these women get so manipulated in these relationships that they don't know their head from their own ass. That's true, though. That's true. They've been put down so much that they don't know any better. They don't know any different. They, you know... Which is sad. Yeah. But at the same time, come on. Like, you gotta know this was your baby right yeah unless she honestly didn't want him the baby to so she could have been in on it i i don't know but like i just don't understand how a mother could like push her kid aside like that for a man nonetheless they do it all the time look at those poor little kids in idaho fucking went to idaho she then the babies were buried in the backyard of the next was it the next didn't he live next door or something like that? I think it was like... Because they weren't that far. No. It, I don't know if it was next door, but it was like... It was close. It was on yeah. his property. Yeah. Wherever it was, but it was still close. And they had them buried. And he's like, just fucking tell us where they are. I just don't understand some of these people. Because there's so many people out there struggling to have kids. And it's... Like, the ones that can. Yeah. Like, just drop them off. Give them to someone that will love them. The grandparents would The grandparents were like, where are they? Yeah. I just don't understand, like, the mentality of some of these people. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. So those were my crazy facts for this. But, yeah. <laughs> don't put your baby in the cage. Yeah, don't put your baby outside in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's just so fucked up. (laughs) I mean, how could you forget, especially like during a snowstorm and like your baby's not making the sound or crying? That's what I mean. How could you not? Okay, the snow. Okay, so the baby's all wrapped up. Let's say, you know, then they go get some sun, whatever. If you put it outside for just get some sun. But, I mean, the way you, like, it's, like, worded like that, it makes me think of, oh, it's like a dog. Well, go put it outside so it can get some sun. <laughs> it's outside time. It's so <laughs> fucked up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. People are, people are fucked in the head. They really are. They do some really fucked up stuff. I, I have to agree. <sighs> Yo. That just went dark. <laughs> a pretty heavy turn there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was just talking about the baby in the cage. Come on. <laughs> just mail your baby. That's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, yeah, that took a turn. <laughs> How do we even get down that tangent? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I Woo. know we had some listeners send in some stories and emails, right? Yes, I am so so excited. We got 
a few stories, and I thank you. Please keep sending them in. We want to hear everything. Yes, I mean, ambient stories, um, funny cop pulled over stories, spooky stories, cookie stories, sibling, anything. Karen's. Oh, yeah, Karen's. You almost became a Karen today. I know. <laughs> you, I was seeing red. I know. You <laughs> came so close to becoming a Karen today. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is not time for Karenness. You saw my eye twitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty funny. But a surprise to our very first story. Um, so what we are doing, so we, we like we said, we did get some stories in. So the first one to come in, thank you so very much. You are going to get a Spooky Squad t-shirt and some stickers and stuff, some swag. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so our first story comes from Dolph Var... Dar- <laughs> <laughs> Try again? <laughs> uh, our first story comes from Darth Valder. <laughs> well, you asked for it. I shared this with another friend a while ago and just copied and pasted it from my old email to her. <laughs> Keep in mind, there are some kind of personal things on this account. So please be gentle. We'll be gentle. As gentle as we can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... And I, I'm really crappy at reading stories, because I was the kid that I would count, you know, okay, you gotta read the paragraphs, <laughs> so I would count how many paragraphs till mine, and, read ahead. and I would just read my <laughs> paragraph over and over, and that way I could just do it, and I would have no clue what everybody else was talking about. It's okay, just sound it out. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shadow people and night terror seem to happen to me once every few year few years, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Shadow people and night terror seem to happen to me once every few years. When it happens, I usually have a hard time sleeping or being alone for a few months. I'm generally a logical person and I don't believe in the afterlife or anything like that. However, despite all this, I have a hard time accepting it. One of my first experiences was when I was living with my older brother. Due to our conflicting schedules, I didn't see my older brother a lot. Despite living with him, I took a nap after a long day of work. After I woke up, I was lying in bed and things felt weird. Like something wasn't right. I shouted, is there anyone there? And there was this weird buzzing sound that my, that hurt my head. After a few seconds, I stopped. I looked around the house and there was... Nothing there. A few months after that, I hit one of the lowest points in my life. I had recently had a major surgery, and my then long-term boyfriend broke up with me around the same time. I was lying in bed thinking, I wish I was dead. I wish I was dead. When suddenly I was. But it wasn't wasn't a light at the end of the tunnel or seeing dead loved ones or anything like that. I was utterly alone, and I felt it. It was like I ceased to be completely, wait, it was like I ceased to be completely, and I was forgotten. Yeah, and I was forgotten. The feeling I felt was that no one cared about me, and that no one would ever care. The place was very cold, too, and there was, and and there was I. Can really, oh my god. <laughs> And there was I. Sorry. Can only really describe it as dark static all around me. The static made a sound like the static you hear on your TV. However, had much de- how however it had a much deeper tone. It only lasted a few seconds, but it was one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. I lost my voice for a week after that and and a few years later, I was lying in bed. It was late at night and I was having a hard time sleeping. I was looking up at the ceiling thinking all over wait fuck it. <laughs> it, it. 
I was looking up at the ceiling thinking all of the crap that you usually think about at the end of the day. After a bit, my peripheral vision started collapsing around me, slowly going towards my center of vision. I couldn't move. I heard the static sound again as well. There was a voice in my head that said, you need to scream. Fuck, that's scary. That is so scary. Oh my god. <laughs> Whew. It's like, there's a voice inside my head that said, you need to scream literally. I didn't think it. It was like something was telling me to scream. When I did scream, I didn't hear anything come out of my mouth. However, it did wake my husband up. He was not happy about it. Whoa. Fuck. Fuck. Last year, I was sleeping again and dreaming about nothing scary. It was just about the TV show Top Gear. If you're really curious. <laughs> <laughs> I felt someone or something physically pull me out of, out of the dream. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't how you normally wake up. I'm not sure how else to describe it. Someone or something ended my dream that wasn't me. When I opened my eyes, there were three to four shadow-like beings surrounding my bed. Oh, fuck that. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> they were about seven to eight feet tall, and they were staring at me. I heard the deep static sound again. I tried to move, and I couldn't. I couldn't scream either. I was able to get out four squeaks before I was able to move or do anything. During this time, I was thinking to myself, I cannot forget this. I couldn't sleep during the night for a few months. No shit. I wouldn't be able to either. No, there's no way in hell. No. I'd be spraying my house like no other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't sleep during the night for a few months after that. It's also the reason why I have nighttime... Wait. It's also the reason why I have a nightlight by my bread bed now. Hell yeah. I would too. So, so there you go. I always seem to, I always seem to see them out of the corner of my eyes. What? So she's still seeing them? Oh. But it's nothing big like the account above. Yet I imagine that it'll happen again since it keeps happening. I would be terrified. Oh, shit. I don't know, maybe I need to send her some spray. Yeah, something. <laughs> oh my god. That is so that creepy. I'm so sorry. That sucks. I, I wouldn't know how to. Ew. I wouldn't know how to react. Mm -mm. No, I don't know. That's just creepy shit. That is creepy. Huh. Well, that was our story. That was pretty good. That was really good. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. And, um, yeah, if you need, uh, let me know. I'll send you some spray. Yeah, something. No joke, seriously. Whew! Okay, so on that note, anything else you want to add to this week's? Mm, nope, not that I can think of. What about you? Um, no, I think I'm good. I did finally see, uh, <laughs> the newest Bill and Ted. <laughs> How was that? It was so stupid. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you go watch that kind of stuff. Because it is stupid. It is so stupid. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so, have you seen it? Uh-uh. Okay. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so, so um, they're supposed to make the song to unite the world. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's them trying to figure out to the to make what song to make the songs blah 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 mm -hmm. so as it gets closer and they have to do it by a certain date at a certain time right and if not then the whole world's just going to basically blow up explode and, yeah yeah <laughs> so glitches start happening as the time gets closer uh -huh. you know like um time periods like uh george washington pops into a baseball game and uh, babe ruth pops into the boat, you know, George Washington crossing the Delaware. Yeah. So there's just different things start popping in and out. You know, time, history, space, bloom, 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 just going all over. Yeah. <laughs> so so they, they finally make the song, unites the world, all the pops go back to where they should be. <laughs> and one of the, the, um, the little segments, yeah. 
It's fucking, oh my God. Jesus, so everybody's playing, so everybody had to get an instrument. That was one of the things, so everybody in the world had to get, had to have an instrument to make this song. Okay. That was part of it. So, um, Bill and Ted did an infinite travel, so they're like going and hurrying, giving, just handing out instruments, any instrument, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So everybody's playing something. Right. So as the glitches go back to where they should be in their time, Jesus pops back into the, you know, the picture of the, the, uh, the last, the last supper. supper. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the final countdown. <laughs> I think that's a song. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong part. <laughs> so Jesus pops in and he's sitting there with a cowbell. He's sitting <laughs> pounding on a cow. I mean, cowbell. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just cracking up. I'm like, that was so stupid. That was so funny. So. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> Hence, that's why I came up with the title for this episode. Is Jesus with a cowbell. <laughs> so now you know. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, gang. Thank you again. You're awesome. So, till next time, make good choices. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.